Hey everyone, welcome back to the Comic-Con Podcast. It is episode 40, 40 episodes of the Comic-Con Podcast with some additional, you know, uh, Star Wars spec, Mutant Mondays, which we haven't done in a while, and some little <laughs> bonus footage, but episode 40 of the mainstream, the stream, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Flagship title. So Absolutely. Zach, aka Manimal here, back from a little week hiatus, God, I can't even speak, with my boy, as always, Justin, aka Nemesis Prime. What's up, dude? What's going on, Zach? Yeah, uh, you know, I told everybody that you were gone from the podcast, that you were no longer part of this thing, and I uh, had to get Juan last week. And it's always good to have the comic guru on, man. He's he's a great yeah. person in the community. Um, you know, so shout out to Juan, the comic goon. Uh, we had a great talking regarding the upcoming New Jersey's Super Comic Jersey Expo that's going to be happening in November. And, um, you know, and those guys gave us a shout out, which was really cool. So we appreciate that. So if anybody is new listening to the podcast, you know, thank you very much. Check out our check out our old episodes, which are all over Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. You know, I, I was listening to that episode, and it's it's so weird that when you were your little opening credit about how we had a falling out and stuff, like I immediately had this weird feeling in my stomach, like, oh shit, dude, there's drama. And then I was like, wait, that's me. He's talking about. I know there's no drama, but man, I got a little hyped up for it for a minute there. Yeah, so, Juan wasn't Juan wasn't ready for that. Like his face was so funny. Like as he's I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. After after it ended, he's like, dude, I didn't know you were gonna do that. Like you should warn me. And I was just like, it's oh, cool. He's like, oh shit, did something really happen? I didn't realize I was coming on as like after a big falling out or something. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know the the Comic Com podcast obviously stands for any new newcomers, the comic community. So I always like to talk about kind of what's going on in the community. Um. As well for newcomers, we love receiving any voice memos to the Comic-Con podcast at gmail.com or to our existing listeners as well. We haven't received one in a while or questions to either that or our personal Instagram or the Comic-Con podcast on Instagram. You can find us there as well. Um, So our community section today, I think we're kind of just going to talk about some of the stuff Justin and I have done and have coming up. So... um, this past weekend, I was out in Phoenix, Arizona, actually, visiting some families. My in-laws live out there. And I took advantage of the opportunity of having multiple comic book shops and Lance hunting, a la Nemesis Prime, <laughs> and was able to go to like seven or eight shops, which was great. And God, I don't even know, like a 10-mile radius, maybe. Um, did some good hunting, got, got some good books, man. Like I actually found some some really good stuff out there, I thought, which hopefully will be coming up on a whatnot sale sometime soon, which you can follow me, the manimal on whatnot, if I ever get some free time from work and I can do something fun. So um, yeah, man, it was it was cool. Like, and I, I called Justin like in between every uh, every shop, and I was like, "Oh, this is what I got at this one. What should I look for?" Because I don't get to I don't get to hunt like Justin does. So um, I'm like, "Hey, bro, what do I need to look for?" He's like, "Shuri." uh riri uh what else did you tell me young avengers yeah the young avengers stuff and then yeah. it was funny because i went to a show here in jersey and i posted some books and then you were like you said you looked at like my post and yeah we were kind of like looking for those books <laughs> i was like what did he shop. get yeah yeah the kate bishop stuff like the yeah hawkeye, yeah the hawkeye know. stuff <laughs> the, the only one i never try to like really copy at and i always like here's the thing is like since that shit got hot the star wars dark horse i'm always like cool let's see what star wars dark horse they got and then as soon as i'm going through the books i'm like oh yeah i just remembered for like the 90th time that i have no idea mm. what miniseries are good the only ones i know is like the malik and revan books and i just know them on site 
So I'm always like, yeah, I'm looking through this. And it's pointless again. But, <laughs> but um, you did some good hunting. Yeah, that, that's something that, yeah, like you said, it's not your yeah. norm because there's not a lot of shops by you. So I put together some good runs, man. I put together a, a whole run of uh, Nottingham, which was cool. Um, I put together a run, like a, a pretty substantial run, tail end run of the Fraction Hawkeye series. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? I'm deep heavy into that Deathlock book. Dude. I have like eight of those fucking things now. Deathlock oh, yeah. number one, the, the Michael Collins one. Yep. I think it's Michael Collins, right? Yeah. Um, so we'll be getting those soon, hopefully. First appearances. Yeah. So it was good, man. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun doing going to different shops and whatnot. Um, so yeah. What about you? Would you? You well, know, you got something coming up. Yeah, but before that, didn't you get recognized in a shop? Oh, yes, I did. Super uncomfortable as well. Like, I just, man, I don't know. You know, for what? This is so obnoxious to even say. Celebrities. Yeah, it's so obnoxious to even say that there's any celebrity status that comes from like YouTube and Instagram and all this nonsense. But, um, and anyone who knows me who's actually met me and been around me, like, uh, some of my buddies who I've met at cons and then when people walk up, like I feel so uncomfortable when that shit happens. I'm like, dude, I'm just a regular dude. There's nothing fucking special about me. But um, yeah, people were cool. They're like, hey, uh, one guy was like, hey, I know you from somewhere, right? And I was like, uh, I don't know, maybe, you know. <laughs> Here's the deal also. I wanted him to check me out like on the register before I admitted to being someone. Because I was like, damn, dude, if he like knows that maybe I dabble in like spec books, Mm-hmm. He might up the price on some of this shit. So like, I kind of was like hoping that went under. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're on like Lords of Longbox and YouTube and stuff. Right? I was like, yeah, man. So, See, I would have done it the reverse. Like I always been like, yeah, I'm on Comic-Con podcast. I'm on Lords of Longbox. <laughs> you know, any maybe discount, you know, hey, you right. do any better on these books? You know, I'm that's how I am. I mean, I'm always looking for the deal. So if I'm buying yeah. a lot of books, hey, you know, what's it to throw you know, 15, 20% off. So yeah, I kind of feel like if you got a stack, dude, like if you got a big old stack of books, be like, Hey man, I don't know. What am I to say? It's not my business. It's not my livelihood. So I, you know, it's hard for me to be like, yeah, throw me a discount. Um, but one dude, one, one shop was really cool. And I bought a ton of books from man. Um, they were priced. I don't want to say high, but higher than I would have liked to pay obviously, but they were reasonably priced, but I was like, damn, man, little bit of discount for fucking quantity here but nah hmm. so anyway it was fun i had a good time man i really really enjoyed it okay. so for me this week i actually have and i feel like it's every week there's always a new new jersey like comic show to talk about yeah i and feel like that too so i and i got just told about this so this past w- sunday i went to the clifton comic show here in new jersey of course you know it was a last minute thing didn't really know that I was going to go, but I ended up spending a ton of money and shout out to Greg MTG comics who told me about it because I was just like, well, I didn't go to New York comic con, but I ended up going to comic shops anyway, Friday and Saturday and spent a ton of money because it's like, well, you know, I didn't go to New York comic con. I was like, let me go hunting. And that's what I did. And then I was talking to Greg on Saturday and he's like, Oh, you're going to go to Clifton tomorrow. And I was like, Oh, I didn't even know about it. He's like, yeah. And I was like, God damn it. And I went, <laughs> I spent money, but it was good. Um, you know, if you, if anyone follows me on Instagram, I think I put po- I think I posted pictures of what I bought, but if not, um, that's for me, I guess. And Zach, because I sent him the photos. <laughs> yeah, that was my guide, my guidebook. But uh, you know, one of the vendors over there, Panther Comics, they're way down in Turnersville, New Jersey, which is like an hour 
maybe hour and a half south of me, like way down in like Gloucester County. It's like by almost like Atlantic City area, maybe like 20 minutes, 30 minutes from AC. They told me about this show that's this weekend in Swedesboro, New Jersey. It's called the Chud Comic Con. It's one day, uh, thousands of books, all the books. And then supposedly there's going to be at least they're saying at least 70,000 books. All the books are priced at a dollar and under. That's wow. insane. Every single now, book. Like, what about wall books? What are we talking no about? Slabs? Books. No I slabs? Mean, I'm sure people may bring wall books, but from what they, from what the vendor was telling me, it's literally just long boxes and everything is a dollar and under. So, so do we know if it's good stuff or are we talking Drek? What are we talking here? Any idea? You know what? It could be Drek. And see, like, here's the thing. Here's where the OCD comes in. If it's okay. alphabetized, it's perfect. Right. Then I can go to people's, the vendors, go to like the Star Wars section, look. Go to the other hot stuff. If I don't see it, it's fine. But if I'm going through long boxes and there's nothing, if it's just like out of like order, random, yeah, I'm going to be there all day. Like <laughs> it's from ten to four, I think, and I don't really want to be there all day. But you know, I guess we're gonna have to we're gonna have to see what happens. But you know, hell, for a dollar, like you could put together some good runs, yeah. of of stuff that you know whether you want to flip it and be a dirty flipper or you actually just want to read some stuff. So I'm hoping that I can find some stuff. One for my collection, of course, always. Two things that I've never read before that I'm like, hey, if I can pick up a majority of the run for a, do- a buck a piece, mm-hmm. hell, you know. And then if I have to buy the other books, I'm missing like two or three books from a complete set. I'll pay four or five, six bucks for them. Better than trying to buy the complete run and spend like an exorbitant amount of money. Right. And then, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll look for some stuff that I'm definitely going to flip. That's, you know, of course, anybody's listening to us, both Manimal and myself are on whatnot. We are under our normal names. So uh, Milton the Manimal and Nemesis underscore prime on whatnot, typically do at least a sale a week. Uh, So with that being said, on the Swedesboro, South Jersey, Chud Comic-Con, and it's like an hour and a half drive from, it's probably like an hour 45 drive south for me. So what I'm actually doing, and I got the okay from the wife, was I'm actually going to leave here on Saturday and hit up like three or four shops down in South Jersey and then stay at the hotel where the Comic-Con is actually happening on Sunday. Oh, so sweet. I'm going to be doing a lot of digging on, and I already have my, my planned out day of like where I'm going. So two of the shops I've been to, um, one of the shops I haven't been to in a very, very long while, but it's about three or four shops that I'm going to try to get to in about a six to eight hour span, you know, grab lunch, grab dinner. Um, and I know some guys in the South Jersey area, so I'm, I may try to meet up with them. If not, I'll probably end up seeing them on Sunday at the show. So the South Jersey Chud Comic-Con. So if anybody's listening here in the New Jersey, even Delaware, if you live in Delaware, the Philadelphia market, it's at um, the Holiday Inn at 1 Pure Land Drive in Swedesboro, New Jersey. Uh, zip code is 08585. It is exit 10 off of 295, and I think it's exit like three or four off of the garden um the new jersey turnpike if anybody's interested if you're in the area i'll be there um like i said dollar a book yeah hard to beat dollar hard to beat the option or the the chance of dollar a book you know what i mean at least to make a pop in hey you never know what you'll fall into i'm not saying i'm gonna fall into like a clone wars one or like a batman adventures 12 hey i i got six copies of canaan six for a dollar a book that's right you did i remember that at one place so you never know. You never because here's the deal. Most likely, 
and I kind of hope it is just so I can kind of laugh at you. I hope it is just random books in random order. And then you're going to, that means they didn't look through it most likely. And then you're going to find wedged in between Harley Quinn 12 and uh, Hulk 14, you'll find some gold in right yeah. in the middle of there. Find like a first Riri Williams. Yeah, right. It'll be like exactly. an ultimate Fallout 4 somewhere. Yeah, like. just, <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, that's cool. That's exciting, man. I'm excited to hear kind of how that goes for you and what you end up finding excited and already preemptively jealous of what you might find so. yeah it's it, you know what it is and, and we've spoken about this and i've said this a ton of times this area is just littered with first of all comic shops in new jersey where they're all doable driving like i can drive anywhere within an hour and a half and hit a good like five to seven stores without yeah. a doubt like you know you 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 stayed at my house i took you to a couple shops they're all real close by it's nothing like you're driving like half hour here half hour there they're literally right. in like 10 to 15 minutes of each other and you know i'll go back to them every now and then but then not only that but every month there's at least a few one day shows in this area which is unbelievable so you're getting more than just going to a comic shop and dealing with the store you're always going to a show where people are set up who are buying collections who are always getting new stuff bringing different stuff because obviously when you set up at a show you're not bringing your full stock of inventory you're bringing you can only bring so many boxes so maybe the next time you'll bring like you know instead of bringing like actual price books you bring like dollar books or you bring yeah. you know like full runs or whatever the case may be so that's what's awesome about actually new jersey to be honest yeah, that's cool, man. I definitely my my goal is if I go on any more like trips where I have some free time to try to do the same thing, you know, uh-huh. go to a bunch of shops if I can because I I did enjoy it. It was it was fun. It was very nice. fun. So what do we got? Community? Or I mean, sorry, not community. What kind of news and articles we got this week? I know you you found a couple that you wanted to talk about, right? Well, I mean, this is this is kind of the main one, and and I feel like everyone knows about this, and we kind of steered not steered clear. But I just felt like I said enough in our group chat with Lords and, and to you regarding mm-hmm. this new 2021 uh, gender with the DC characters. So right. you know, we, we didn't touch on the Tim Drake Robin thing being by and, and wanting to, you know, find out his sexuality with uh, a male partner. Mm-hmm. But then this week they just dropped with the Jonathan Kent being by right now. Listen, this is and this is, of course, what I've said to you in the past. Tim Drake Robin has been <laughs> around Stephanie Brown and Cassie Sidmar for the past 20 years. And they do. The Robins are notoriously yeah, players, you know. So I was like, there's no way. And I'm like, they're really just going to change this. Right. So now this week we have the John Kent. He's going to be exploring his uh, bisexuality. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about it, but you know what? We're going to dive right into this. And the reason why I bring this up is this is a great article that I found on people.com. Dean Kane addresses the bisexuality Superman storyline in comic books by saying, quote, they're jumping on the bandwagon. So, of course, oh, yeah. if anyone who's old enough knows about Dean Kane, he played Superman in the 90s in the Lois and Clark show. Um, of course, he was also on the CW's Supergirl in the beginning series. But now with the Superman Son of Kal-El series, they're taking Jonathan Kent and he's coming out as a bisexual in the fifth issue, which has already been solicited. You've seen the covers. The first appearance of his gay lover is uh, Jay. I'm going to butcher his name. I want to say it's Niamiak, but his first appearance is in issue two. 
So that's kind of spiking a little bit. I actually was able to find issue two today at a comic shop. So I will be a dirty flipper at some point and sell that. But Dean Kane went on to say that in quotes, they said that it's a bold new direction. I say they're bandwagging. I do not think it's a bold or brave or some crazy new direction. If they had been, if this had been done 20 years ago, perhaps that would have been brave or bold. But brave would have been have him fighting for the rights of gay people in Iran where they throw you off a building for the offense of being gay. I say they're jumping on the bandwagon. He writes in the piece uh, during during Thursday's interview, but they're fighting the wrong issues. This is a clear agenda here. It's globalist. It's anti-American, but it's not bold and it's not brave. And, you know, I think this is an issue because we have established characters that have been around for quite a long time. And now because I don't know what they're looking to do. I don't know if they're looking to just get more readers. Are they looking to stir the pot? Or why don't you just come up with new create new characters? You know, right. like they haven't done this mainstream, I guess, especially in the bat, you know, figure the bat family since when Kate Kane was introduced, you know, she, it was immediately uh, LGBTQ. Like she came out, that was the character. That's who she was. Tim Drake has been around since the late 80s, right? Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. and he's changing. Jonathan Kent, the Superboy or, you know, whichever version you want to look at. He's been around since like the 60s and maybe even the 50s. But obviously there's been different Superboys. But this John Kent, I think, is in the mid. He's new. Yeah. yeah, he's like real new. Yeah. But they've kind of and I feel like they've aged him up. And I don't know the really the storyline of because he yes. was like he went to the future with Jor-El. And then okay. he came back aged up. Yeah, because he All used right. to have the, I uh, remember, Super Sons where him and yeah. Damien were like the same age. And then he traveled and aged up. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you're getting people like Dean Kane, who you know, I feel like is someone who knows the Superman lore. And, and especially someone like that, who most people are just going to shun away from it. <laughs> we need to talk about this. It, it's yeah. You brought up. Like, so. Go ahead. Like, I know I just kind of ranted for a while but no no sometimes you got to just talk to know what your thoughts are too you know it's like so obviously okay so obviously dc did this and they look and i might offend you because you're a big dc fan i like dc as well quite a bit actually um and dc did this to great success with alan scott in the new 52 that was kind of their first modern Mm -hmm you know, um, LGBTQ type character. And they came out with Alan Scott and it got press media and it brought attention to it. So it, it, it always is. You always want to look at it like, okay, why'd you do it? You know, did you do it for, to be woke? Did you do it to, you know, actually be like, Hey, I want to create characters that, um, are inviting to the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community that they can feel like, you know, Hey, that person might represent me. I have something in common. Or, yeah, did you do it to just, you know, spike the attention, feel like you checked that box and everything? You know, it, it's mm-hmm. you never know what everyone's mo- uh, like motives are, what their agenda is for DC. It's weird, in my opinion, because you just had Tim Drake. And it wasn't like there was a lead up to either one of these things. Like you said, Tim Drake, there's literally no lead up. It was just, hey, here's this character. I guess I'm bisexual. Um, John Kent, okay. He's, like I said, more of a newer character. He's a younger character. He doesn't have an established backstory or any like uh, romantic associations prior to this, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I also just not really sure why it's necessary. I'm not against it by any means. I'm, 
everyone who's you know super left and woke like relax not against it i guess i just don't understand um i'm with you that it feels like to me it'd be better to make a new character mm -hmm. and make that part of the character um I'm not sure why his sexuality is even like related to his character. Like, does this push the story? Is it, this is a story form here, right? So anything that a character does in a story form should push his story arc. What does this have to do with this story arc? I'm granted. I'm not reading uh son of Cal, son of Kal-El, but I just don't really get it. Um, as far as Dean Kane, you know, says like, uh, I'm not really sure what he means by anti-American. I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that at all. Um, but, when Dean Kane says like it's it's not brave and it's bold. I don't think it's brave and bold at all either. Like you want to be brave and you want to be bold. I dare you to say Clark Kent's gay, or I dare you to pick Batman is gay. Mm -hmm. Like pick a big character. You're picking these minor characters to check a box. Like go big. You picked Alan Scott Earth Two New Fifty Two, which wasn't even real continuity for yeah. Earth two, or for New Fifty Two because it was a safe bet. It was good to go. Um, granted. He, that is now his character moving forward. You know what I mean? Like even now in like uh, Infinite Frontier, it very much is established as that. Um, yeah. I guess I see, I see one of the, the downsides to this is it seems like these topics are so controversial, right? Which they shouldn't be. I mean, it's so obnoxious we even have to have this conversation. But here's my thing. Can you bring them back? I don't think you can. I think once you make Tim Drake bisexual or john kent bisexual and you have them since they're both males so, oh sorry do i need to call them cisgender males i don't, I don't really know what the hell i'm supposed to call them yeah, we're just since since they're superhero males and they're fictional characters i don't know what their fucking pronouns are um can you ever have them hook up with a girl now i don't think you can because if you do you will mm -hmm. have the crazy people who are upset and be like oh what are you doing you you you're taking away one of our representations and stuff. So now I just, I don't think you can bring him back. And I feel like it's dangerous. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's well, like how you just, so you just said that regarding the Robin thing. And yeah, it's funny. Cause, um, what's the, I, I'm going to look this up real quick. I have it. Um, Megan Fitzmartin, who was the one who did the issue for the Batman urban legends. She even said in an article, and I was reading this too, that, to be clear, his, this and this is regarding Tim Drake. To be clear, his feelings for Stephanie have been, are, and are a hundred percent real, as are his feelings for Bernard. And Bernard is the character who is right in the Urban Legends. However, Tim is still figuring himself out. I don't think he has the language for it all yet. But like, you know, again, it, it's a character that's been established for so long that we like. I've read detective comics batman in the 90s i read the robin run like it's always right. been stephanie and and if it wasn't stephanie brown it was like cassie sidmark wonder girl you know even in the new 52 not so much because stephanie really wasn't there until like batman eternal but then like you had the rebirth and the detective comics team which was like that tinian put together yeah it was always tim and stephanie and then mm -hmm. even post that and now all of a sudden like this new writer comes in and does like these this spinoff and then all of a sudden it's you know and i and again and like zach said we're not against it we're not against gays in any way we're just bringing this to the attention and i just feel like it for a character that's been established as long as he has it's just not i, I don't know the agenda like yeah said, I, we don't know the agenda and it's just something that needs to be brought forward and, and, there, and everybody has their opinions on it 
So I'm going to say probably the most controversial thing on this topic right now is yeah. it's 2021, man. No one gives a fuck what your sexuality is. Like, like Dean Kane said, if you did the shit in the nineties, yo, big deal. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's 2021. I'm sorry. We have LGBTQ and a million other letters. No one cares. It's not like surprising. Like when someone says, Oh, this guy's gay or this person's a lesbian or this person's bisexual. I'm like, cool, whatever. Don't care. That's real life. I'm not talking about fictional characters. You know, it's not like, I don't know. It's almost like the media, of course, this day and age is looking for those hot topics. They want to get people riled up and they want to do these things. But honestly, I'm kind of like, dude, I don't give a shit. Like, I really don't care who you love. Be a good person. Don't be a piece of shit. And I don't care whether you're gay, bisexual, asexual, uh, what are pansexual? I don't even know what all the words are, but it's just, it's so obnoxious that it's even part of a conversation. Um, and I know people I'm, are going to come back. People are going to come back to us and say, well, what about like Harley Quinn and like poison Ivy? And that's a very good example too. Honestly, we should talk about that too. Yeah. That's another, it, and now that's like ongoing as well, which I don't care, but yeah. It does it does it is weird for fans who have like invested in this character for so long and now you have 100% changed this character's arc. You know? Like let's say you're a massive like I'm not sure who the fuck's a massive Tim Drake fan. He's probably the least well-liked Robin out of all of them. <laughs> but if you were just like, "Man, I love Tim Drake," you know, and then whatever if you're kind of one of those pe- those people that this like, you know, is an issue for. Not to say there's anything wrong with you if you are that person, mm-hmm. but if you have an issue with this, now your character's like ruined for you, I guess. That's why I'm kind of yeah. of the mindset like make a new character. That way people can jump on board as like, "Hey, I like that guy as he is." Look, you know who's one of the best is Northstar from the X-Men. You want to talk about like uh like homosexuals in the comic book community or whatever. And uh North Star's pretty much always been like that. I mean, you never really had a love interest with him back when he was kind of a alpha flight character and whatnot. But then when he came out and they had the the wedding with his husband and everything, and he's still been that way. He's still ongoing in Krakoa. He's human husband, lives there. You know, that's always been him. Now, reverse that. One of the weirdest ones was Iceman, where all of a sudden, same shit. He had all these girlfriends throughout history and then boom, he's, he's gay all of a sudden. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's jarring. And his whole character changed. Like, he was never written the same again. Um, I used to love Iceman. I still love Iceman, but he's not the same character anymore. Oh, I used so, to use him a lot in Marvel vs. Capcom too, man. And then, I don't know. Yeah, they did, Bendis did that whole all new X-Men, the young team that came. Right. I'm displaced event, uh, X-Men team. And yeah, it, it was just, uh, yeah, we. I just did. I didn't know anymore. I didn't know how to to treat the character, and I feel like that's what happens. Is the right the initial writer is always knows what they're doing, but then any writer after that doesn't know how to handle it. And everyone wants they, to put their stamp on it, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, but you've changed the character like yeah. that big of a thing, like sexuality or. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could even say religion for a character, like big topics, big real world topics mm-hmm. that changes a character. That's not just like, Hey, yeah, I guess he's got a new blue costume instead of red this year. You know, like that's different, dude. That's like core changing for a character. So I don't think I've ever done that I, to think about like religion. I, I'm, I would love for someone when we post our, when we post this to the Instagram, I would love someone who's listening to throw a character out. Who's actually changed their religion. Yeah. 
in comics. Like, I mean, you've had like what Simon Boz was Muslim, Nightcrawler's Catholic, Daredevil Catholic. But um, like actually changing. Yeah, yeah, like in, like, in story, yeah, I don't yes, know. But like for them to, over time to be like, I feel like that's not, that's something that never really comes up. Like right. you know, Kamala Khan, we know she's a Muslim. Like, would she change different? Like, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. Would she ever really, adopt Christianity all of a sudden? You yeah, know, like, like I feel like that's something that, and I feel like that over your sexuality is would be taken on a completely different level in Ooh. 2021. That's so. a very, ooh, that's a touchy subject too. <laughs> You're talking religion and like, I know, yeah. I'm just, you know, something that people don't think about, but I guess that's why it's never done in comics because the backlash to whether it's Marvel, DC, just yeah. here, just come out with the character, come out with a brand new character and this is how you establish them. So, yeah. All right, let's get off this topic. Let's get on to some other stuff. Do you think um, we escaped or do you think we did we get canceled? I, you know, I think did we get canceled be, here? I, I, no, I don't think we're going to get canceled, but I think people may be happy that you know we brought this up because I'm sure everybody has their own feelings, whether you like you agree with us, you don't agree with us. But, you know, those are our opinions. And, and I'm sure know. if you're listening to the Comic-Con podcast, you know that we actually don't. This is one of our things is we don't shy from these kind of topics. We will talk about these topics that other people will not talk about. Yep. So whether it's the people in the community or stuff going around the world, but yep. uh, let's get on to some Marvel stuff. So real quick, uh, before we we're actually going to be talking about what if, but before we talk about that, just posted today on October the 14th, Samuel L. Jackson posted on his Instagram that he is currently starting to film for Secret Invasion. And that's something that both Zach and I are extremely excited for yeah. on the Disney Plus show because some characters that we're specking on were, you know, we've talked about in the past who Amelia Clark is going to play. You know, are we going to see the Scroll Queen? Are we going to see Sword more in there? So um, just something real quick. But mm -hmm. main focus, we're going to be talking about What If. So at this point, if you have not watched the full season of What If, please skip over this part. If not, you're sticking around. We've talked about the first episode when it aired quite a while back. We did our kind of mid-season review. Now we're going to kind of do our the last couple episodes and our final scores for What If Season 1. Do you want to go first there, Zach? Uh, sure. Yeah, so I liked it, man. I, I, I definitely liked it. I wouldn't say um, – well, I guess I'll come back on my score towards the end. Mm -hmm. But um, I liked how every episode was very episodic, right, obviously, mm -hmm. and like kind of were standalone stories. But I did like how at the end of season one, they all kind of wrapped up. Like, so you got the story, you got the characters from different stories that we had seen mm -hmm. um, show back up in the last two episodes, which were kind of like a part one, part two. And um, it was fun, man. I mean, we talked about this early on. I wish sometimes, you know, they would maybe take some, some different, like more wild takes, maybe. I, I don't know. Let, what, we both talked about how the one of the lamest episodes was the uh, Black Panther as Star Lord. Like that was really weird. Yeah. Um, too, there was too much changing, and it was just way out there. I right. Like it was just way out. Like, there on that episode. I like to see certain events, like a one event that they changed, and then that did something. Like to me, that's more interesting as the what if. Like kind of even like the Peggy Carter. Like what if Peggy Carter, mm -hmm. you know, got the uh, Super Soldier Serum? Like that shit's pretty cool to me. So I, I enjoyed it very much. Um, it was very fun. It obviously allows a lot of options for Marvel to, you know, break away from mainstream stories and kind of dabble and have fun with it without pissing off you know, the uh, insane fandom that mm -hmm. is out there. So um, it was cool. I guess we're we going to rank the whole season. 
Mike, yeah, as a whole. we could definitely um, talk about. So I'm going to give our first just, half. We oh, obviously we went up to episode five, the zombies. So the episodes that we really didn't get to talk about were, I guess we could kind of break this down because it's the last four episodes. Uh, we could talk about the, if you want the, what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? What if Thor was an only child? What if Ultron won? And then what if the watcher broke his oath? So um, okay. let's kind of real quick, we'll just kind of run these down. So um, you want to take the, what if Killmonger rescued yeah. Tony Stark? Right. It was cool. I, I like the character of Killmonger a lot. Um, I'd love to see more of him. I don't know if we will. Uh, fingers crossed. I thought that was pretty cool. I liked how it wasn't just like, what if Killmonger, you know, like defeats Black Panther. I thought it was cool how they tied it into like Tony Stark and they tied it into a story that you wouldn't even really consider necessarily. Um, but it wasn't too much of a break from the character, to be honest. Like it was the same character. So it was just really like, what if he got involved earlier? <laughs> it was really what it should have been. Like, what if Killmonger got involved in the MCU earlier? Um, yeah. But he was the same guy. He did the same shit. Um, so that was kind of lame a little bit in my mind. And the ne- speaking of lame, the what if Thor was an only child uh, was definitely <laughs> the lamest of all. Uh, that episode, this episode was probably my, uh, that would put as the nine episodes, I would rank this the lowest of all of them. Um, this was just a, for me, it was just a terrible episode. I get how like they're, and we know this from the movies, like Thor used to be a really cool character and then he became like a comedian. And I feel like this is how this episode was where he didn't grow up with Loki. So he has his own agenda. He's a different type of hero. So he throws like this crazy out interstellar party in Vegas. And the only thing that I have thoroughly enjoyed about the episode was Captain Marvel coming in like basically almost beating the crap out of him was you know the only thing that i liked about the episode so but yeah it just it was definitely just to me it was like a throwaway episode because neither of those characters showed up again and there was no real no real ramifications like, what was it called what if thor was an only child thor was right? an only child which was weird too because then even you would think that like i don't know you think it would the idea of there being no Loki would have played like a more prominent role, but it didn't really seem to like, it was just, I don't know. It was almost like a shitty title also. Yeah, definitely. Next up. uh, What if Ultron won? So, I mean, I think we, I think we talk about these last two together, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They're the same part one, part two, pretty much. That one was cool. And I liked it because it also brought the watcher as like a main character. Like he Mm -hmm. really took front row center for, uh, these two episodes. Um, and then we kind of, like we said, it brought everything full circle. We got all of our characters brought back in. We saw a lot of cool shit with the infinity stones. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was a great cap off to the series. Yeah. I, I, this one is definitely my favorite one. The action was great. The whole fight between, and this is probably, this was definitely one of the best fights. I think besides the, the Thor and, and Captain Marvel one, uh, you know, just the whole displacement of time and space when they're fighting. And obviously there's throw-ins that you see them on Mustafar and you see Vader's castle. If you pause it at the right time. So it's like breaking the fourth wall into like star Wars realm for us, star Wars nerds. And they've kind of done this a little bit in the world of video games. If anybody's played Marvel vs. Capcom infinite where Ultron meets sigma from the mega man x series and then he fuses and they combine and they get the stones and then it's like this ultra ultra ultron basically and that's how (laughs) this is basically like 
Thanos comes, spoiler, if, if, if you're still listening, Thanos comes to Earth and it's the greatest death ever. Like, <laughs> he yeah. just uses the, the Mind Stone and cuts him in half and that's the end of Thanos. I'm like, wow, really? They couldn't do that, you know, a long <laughs> right. time ago? But, uh, yeah, this was definitely my favorite episode from uh, the season one. Uh, the Watcher is great. And uh, we got to see him, like, armored up, which was pretty badass, too, so... His interaction with doc, the Doctor Strange was cool, like seeing the evil Doctor Strange. I also really enjoyed the, the relationships in this one that I really liked was I loved the uh, Hawkeye-Black Widow relationship, which was just like classic, yeah, classic from the MCU. And then I loved her interaction in relationship with uh, Peggy Carter. I thought that was really cool too, how it was like she had her own version. You know, you saw Peggy flashback where it was basically uh, Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, so that gets, that's into what if the, yeah. That, yeah, that gets into the what if the uh, watcher broke his oath where right uh, it starts off where he's going into different parts in time and getting him. So, yeah, it's exactly like on the yeah. ship, uh, the Lumarian star. So it was cool. That was I, I liked I liked all that. And uh, it was really cool. And the little post credit scene was fun. You know, it was, it was really good for like MCU. Didn't didn't expect actually a post credit scene for what if so. Oh, yeah. What what was it? So they found um, the little Iron Man bot or whatever suit of oh, armor that right. cap yes. that Steve Rogers was using, like frozen or stored yeah. somewhere. And then right. there was a body inside. The one thing to get into this episode nine, what if the, the watcher broke his oath? The one character I didn't like and couldn't understand was Gamora. Yeah, she didn't have a place really, right? Like they were they were at where um the dwarf guy where they're where they make the the weapons mm -hmm. and it was like gamora in the thanos armor and you have tony stark in like this jacked up iron man suit and the watcher just goes to him and says says to her like come we need your help and you're just like right but where was she in any of these episodes like every <laughs> right. other character had their place it would have made more like, sense for it to be thor but like you couldn't get another character like it made sense I mean, to be Nebula more than her on multiple yeah. levels. We had a lot of Nebula in the Star Lord stuff, and you know, in Endgame, we had you know the interaction between Stark and Nebula. That would have made more sense to me. You know, there's obviously the the people that kind of made it out of the zombies episode. You, I mean, I would have taken like Spider Man over, oh yeah, Mora or the headless I mean, I Ant Man, just, just the Ant Man head. There. Yeah, it's that would have been fun. Yeah, it was just really odd that the the character placement of like everybody had their episode except for her right and then she was the one who's chosen like she was kind of like the she was kind of like the third wheel even though she was like the fit really is like the fifth wheel yeah so um yeah so, overall uh nine episodes I, I would probably i would probably say it was a solid i would say it was a pro a solid eight eight out of okay. ten i'd give the season um you know the two downfalls unfortunately for me are the the what if Thor was his only child and then the star Lord um, T'Challa episode just, just really those ones just didn't do it for me. Um, other than that, every episode was awesome. Fight scenes were great. Uh, like you said, the, the darkness of the Dr. Strange episode and the Marvel zombies were great. Yeah. I think out of 10, I'm going to go a little, I'm going to go 6.57. Um, mainly because honestly, I just, I wasn't like, I wasn't anticipating every episode, you know, like with the live action shows, I was like, oh man, can't wait to watch this episode. Mm -hmm. Like I knew for me, it's very much a difference if I know there's no stake in it, like moving forward as like a long-term storyline. Um, 
I'm kind of like, oh, okay, it's just kind of for fun. It's shits and giggles, you know. Um, so it definitely takes away from the enjoyment a little bit for me, which is that's on me, not on the show. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, it was probably yeah, like a six five. I probably probably fair to say a seven. I did enjoy it. It was fun, but um, I could live without it. I guess is kind of what I'm saying. Really? Like I would, I, I like- wouldn't be upset if they canceled. Not the saying I want them to well, cancel. I wouldn't yeah. be like, oh no, you know. But I feel but, like the the difference between like like you said you were you're always waiting like WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, you're always waiting for the next episode to see right. what's going to happen. But I feel like with this show, the anticipation isn't what's going to happen, it's w- really what is the episode. Like so cuz typically we never knew what the episode was called or a tease until like the Monday or Tuesday before when it dropped on a Wednesday. So you really didn't know anything about it and then you know, what is the switch? Like, what's that one thing that changes? Yeah. We said, what if, so what if that, what's the one thing that what changes if? that makes this complete story? What a great like title. Different? Yeah. They so. nearly nailed it with that title. Oh man. I should make up my own stories. Um, like what the, remember that it, comic book in the nineties, the, what the comic? Yeah. It's good, man. It's good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, like I said, the two things are, I just, I could live without it. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. I, I want to live without it. I just I wouldn't be upset. And mm-hmm. maybe it also comes back to the fact that I was never big into what if and the nineties and stuff. I didn't really read those. I, I never was really into that at all. Yeah, I, I think same thing. I didn't read the volume ones. I would read like those newer ones that are kind of uh you know, the expensive ones, like what if the carnage the carnage one, like Deadpool Carnage is an expensive book. Uh, and even more of the newer stuff that came out, like the Secret Invasion. What if Loki won? Uh, there's that one episode. What's the one issue that I've read that was actually decent? Like, what if the Avengers were in the 1950s? But that's like a volume one. But yeah, the, the what if yeah. never. I never really enjoyed the what if. Yeah, it never appealed to me really. So cool. Um, so I don't know if we got any other articles. I do have something that maybe everyone's like, sick of me talking about, but I'm just so excited and I'm count down the time for the wheel of time show every time i see an article i'm just like immediately fixated on it they already have like started filming season two and they also just you know announced another cast member for season two who is a very big and prominent uh character in the novels it's the character of elaine Tricand. um got cast for season two which is very exciting because I was kind of really, when I saw the cast list for season one, I was like, yo, where the fuck is Elaine Tricand? So um, obviously pacing is definitely different from novels and TV shows and whatnot. So mm. super excited for that. November 19th. I know Justin's probably like, yeah, I'm kind of getting sick of hearing about Listen, this. I, no, it's fine. I, I was When you watch it, bro, three, you're going to love it. I went to four. Where did I go to? One, two, three, four five shops in two or three days and that comic show and i was digging looking for wheel of time and nobody <laughs> it's impossible place yeah. had the wheel of time books or the other robert jordan right Who that's yeah who does robert it? jordan yeah the what is it spring something? new spring it's like new a prequel spring. yeah nothing not one issue not even like issue five of like i know or, like nothing and i of the world went for like 25 issues so there was like the zero issue a number one issue and then there was the one through 25 of Eye of the World, so the first book. And then there was like six issues of New Spring. I was able to snag like three copies of it like off eBay. But dude, I mean, priced pretty pretty high. They are impossible. I looked everywhere too. Like all the shops I went to, almost the first thing I did. And then at the end, I'd always ask the guy, uh, 
hey dude random question <laughs> be like yeah. random question man do you by chance have any wheel of time and i was like what the fuck are you talking about exactly i'm sure that stuff would be and you know what it is like those are the type of books that wouldn't have a section in like an a to z you know long boxes those would be the books that are in like the dollar bins yeah oh yeah they were nothing you know right. up until now and even then like people just put them in the dollar bins and if someone took them they've got a great deal because for what they're going for now so november 19th man wheel of time can't wait no. you're gonna be here i'll probably be talking about it every week like oh my god so, yeah, yeah, we'll start the podcast and we'll definitely discuss it. Hell yeah. Maybe. <laughs> oh, it's 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 going down, dog. Oh, we'll yeah, we'll talk about it. It'll be something to, to discuss. But, yeah. Uh, before we, of course, end the evening with what are we currently reading? We are on the eve of DC Fandom 2021. Yes. Um, we were we are going to try to do possibly a special episode with all the DC stuff because I feel like if we wait till next Thursday, everybody's not going to care anymore even though I'm going to care because there's so much stuff that's dropping. So you may be getting a special episode um, midweek. And if not, then we'll be talking about it next week on the podcast. So actually give, give the listeners, maybe some of them who aren't super familiar with DC fandom, how it works, when it's going on, how you can watch mm -hmm. it and everything. So right on DCFandom.com, you can actually register and sign up. It's a uh, completely free it's this Saturday from it would be one o'clock Eastern time until I think about seven o'clock. Uh, yeah, like six or seven o'clock Eastern time. Basically, it's just interviews, trailers, uh, panels, stuff that they're going to be talking about, all the stuff that's going to be coming out over the next, I would say, two years. Um, you're going to have the new Batman trailer. I'm hoping for the Black Adam trailer, Flash trailer. A Flash surprise also. The director's Flash teasing surprise. a big surprise on Saturday. Uh, you got Shazam, Fury of the Gods. You have the Peacemaker show. You have Aquaman 2, season 2 of uh, the Lois, Superman and Lois show, Stargirl stuff, Teen Titans Go, Titans on the HBO Max, all that great stuff. Video games. Um, it's going to be it's definitely going to be a lot of fun. I wish we could do kind of like a live post show. But unfortunately, with me going away on Saturday, um, we'll have to do it maybe Sunday or Monday. And maybe we'll get ourselves a, a residential DC comic lover to Ooh. help us out with that, too. So tease that out. Yeah, should be good, man. I mean, you know, but this is the second year, I think, for DC fandom, right? Yeah, um, this is the second time they've done this. And this might be honestly, I mean nycc you know you see a lot of marvel dc pull out of these things you might be seeing we might be seeing the end of comic cons as we used to know them um mm -hmm. with these 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 big publishers realizing like look man like it costs us a lot of money to go to that and yeah it's a lot of hype and we get some good stuff out of it but we can just do our own thing and yeah. shit if you do it on the internet what does that really cost you know yeah. so you're just recording it right actors and actresses can stay at home or while they're organizing like the filming they can just do it on on right set. and work it into i mean i'm sure they it's already worked in publicity for it's already worked into their contracts as well so it's not like you have to probably pay the actors and actresses or whatever so this is this is kind of the future man this might be the future of um entertainment news in terms of you know cons so cool cool should be fun mm -hmm. so as always Right, we're finishing up here. We're going yep. to finish with uh, what we are currently reading, but we are going to keep it Halloweeny themed. So, mm -hmm. 
Um, Justin kind of kicked it off last week with uh, him and Juan kind of picking uh, horror topics, right? Like horror books. That's kind of what you you chose, right? Yeah. Yep, so horror style. We're gonna keep that as the theme for the month of October. So, uh, Justin, you want to lead us off here? Yeah. So this week, uh, I got a really cool mini series. So this is the third and final installment of vader's castle on the idw star wars adventure so they started off with tales from vader's castle then it was return to vader's castle and then the latest one that's just started and it's kind of like a weekly or bi-weekly coming out is a uh, ghosts of vader's castle so we have it's a five issue mini series typically they are up to issue number four uh so what happens is they're kind of like there's a there's a main st- overall our walking main i've got i can't even talk anymore main overall arcing story uh you have two characters named lena and milo graf with their droid graf uh, crafter and then in between things are happening and they tell like these horror stories so uh with the four issues don't want to give too much away i actually kind of want everybody to check this out but um the first episode, first issue is called Dawn of the Dawn of the Droids. Do you ever see that movie? And this is going to bring it back. People listening. Do you ever see that movie Virus where like there was a ship and it went through like this storm and then the storm kind of created like these uh, this technological like, being and they the ship actually created like droids from human body parts and stuff with Jamie Lee Curtis maybe i think so i'm looking it up i've i've never seen this but yes this is what you're talking about it's a a ship beset by malevolent extraterrestrial entity that seeks to turn humanity into cyborg slaves yes there it is oh yeah donald sutherland's in it as well so yes no so you've never seen seen it it. no i've never even heard of it oh dude definitely check it out it's like a it's a cool sci-fi horror like 90s okay um, you know it's like a b-rated type of thing but you get right. big actors but so like the first uh issue kind of you figure it, it's very similar to that but then you have like the droids of the star wars universe so really interesting and then the latest issue that just dropped this week which is called the the specter specter of the sith kind of deals with like this creepy young ghost version of anakin mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a la um Oh my god, I can't. There's like so many movies. It's kind of like a little bit of the Chucky movies and a little bit of The Shining with like the twins. Okay. Like it all it's following around this one character and in between you have characters of the past that show up in the different issues and of course you get the first expanded universe character Jackson the Rabbit. Um he's in there, but there's still like this long story that's happening in and out of each issue and what's really cool is when they do the um horror stories it's done by the art from uh francis francavilla and he has some crazy looking art compared to that more childish cartoony of like what is what is going on in some of it so it's like typically like half the issue is one artist and the other half is a different artist so you get cool like grainy and gritty uh with the horror stuff so Again, four issues down, one issue left. And the writer, of course, Kevin Scott. If you don't know Kevin Scott, he's been doing a lot of the Star Wars High Republic stuff right now. He's writing the main story as well as the Temple uh, Temple of the Monsters from IDW, which is that little mini series with Ty Yorick. And he's done a ton of other stuff for the comic books. Um, so check it out. He did the other stories as well. So this is his conclusion to Vader's Castle. So check it out. At, uh, it's on IDW. And that's my pick of the week for horror. Cool. So I got uh, two. One is kind of like 
everyone's pretty much familiar with right now. You should be. If you aren't, you definitely need to pick it up. It's a nice house on the lake. Definitely has like a horror theme to it. But James Tennyon, um, the DC Black Label, uh, book five just recently came out. I think it was like last week or something like that. And it's awesome. I'm really, it's really great. I could see, you know, like a limited series, like one shot, like 12 episodes, eight episodes, whatever you wanted to do on the uh, on this. And it would be amazing. So if you aren't reading Nice House on the Lake, you are doing yourself a disservice for sure. So definitely check that one out. But the one I actually really have been enjoying quite a bit as well is the last book you'll ever read by Cullen Bond from Vault Comics. So I believe it's just going to be like a little mini series. Um, and it definitely is like a horror theme. I'm going to le- read you the uh, synopsis here from Vault Comics. So civiliz- civilization is a lie hidden deep in our genes is the truth. And it is slowly clawing its way to the surface. Olivia Cade knows the truth and she has become the prophet of the coming collapse. Her book satire is an international bestseller and it's being blamed for acts of senseless violence and bloodshed all over the world. Olivia's own life is in danger from those who have read her work determined to conduct a book tour. She hires security professional Connor Wilson to act as her bodyguard. She only has one requirement. He cannot read her work. So the writer is going around. She's doing like, um, you know, showings at local bookstores about her book talking about it and it's it's a very polarizing book people are reading are like protesting she's talking about like the depravities of human nature and she has like these kind of almost like i don't want to call them zombies but like monster people zombie kind of real life people like chasing after her. they're like foaming at the mouth trying to kill her and yeah so she has our bodyguard but he's not able to read it so it's very much like if you read this book you kind of lose your mind, so to speak, or get kind of taken up in it. And it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's very interesting. Like I said, I'm a big Colin Bunn fan as well. Um, Vault comics, last book you'll ever read. I think there's three issues out right now and I believe it's a mini series, but don't quote me okay. on that. So cool. check it out. Awesome. Good book. Good picks for uh, the horror stuff. Yeah. So like we said, we're going to try to focus on horror books this month for the Halloween theme. And uh, it's going to get kind of hard because, to be honest, I don't read a lot of like. <laughs> I mean, I do. I guess now I definitely read more horror now than I ever have because horror is awesome right now. Um, hey, well, it could be something old. Right. Yeah, I'll have to pick it up some have old to be stuff. something new. Yeah. I just, you know, I was reading this. I've read the other, the other. Um, Tales from Vader's Castle and Return. My favorite was Return to Vader's Castle because uh, it kind of every issue involves like a villain. It's like Darth Maul, uh, Saj Ventress, Count Dooku. You know, and I don't want to give everything away, but check it. Check that out. It's a that's a that's what was my favorite of this series. But this one could end. You know, this this series could end well, too. I really liked issue one and I really liked issue four. Two was pretty funny. Uh, kind of it was like a throwback to like the 50s and 60s, like monster movies. It's called like uh, uh, Attack of the 50 Foot Wookiee. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you'd have to read it. it. It's interesting. It's like that fun, that fun horror stuff. So, um, yeah. Cool. We'll see what I'm going to be reading the next two weeks for horror. Right. There we go. Got to try to find something. So, well, that's all we've got this week, folks. So episode 40, officially, like Justin says, in the books. And, uh, yeah, we will see you shortly. Like I said, Justin mentioned, we might try to do a special episode of DC fandom. We'll see time permitting. Maybe we'll do a Monday live show recap or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's all we got this week. 
New listeners, please check us out. If you did, thank you for coming. Hopefully you like what we said. Hopefully we didn't offend you with our controversial <laughs> topics. And if we did, well, stick around because we'll probably offend you some more. So yeah. look look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes. You can find us on Instagram, nemesis underscore prime, Milton the Manimal, our Comic-Con podcast on Instagram, as well as please send any questions, topics, conversations, voice memos, anything you want us to talk about, stories, whatever, we'll put you on blast uh, to <laughs> the Comic-Con podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're always looking for new stuff and always looking for new things to direct the podcast at. So if you got ideas, you think you can do it better than us, you probably can and let us know. So yeah, that's all I got. What about you, Justin? Uh, not too much. Just real quick. I really want to give a shout out to comic enterprises. Follow my man, Curtis on comic enterprises on Instagram and also follow him on whatnot. He is a great supporter of the podcast Anytime I jump into his whatnot sales, he's always shouting my, me out. He's always shouting out the podcast. So shout out to you, Comic Enterprises. Uh, again, Comic Enterprises, not that hard to uh, figure out how to spell it, but they are on Instagram. He's the king of the C CBCS 9.8s. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting him as well at Terrificon back in August. Great guy. Uh, a lot of great books as well. So please follow him on whatnot. Please follow him as well on instagram that's all i got yeah another uh, another whatnot shout out shout out to jrk comics who i was in his uh one of his whatnot auctions just the other day also gave us a massive shout out for the podcast and honestly just a great seller with great deals so if you're looking for good nice. books jrk comics on whatnot great dude so that's all we got um yes. we will check you guys out next week peace, peace.